thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 25. Let those who are in favour with their stars of public honour and proud titles boast, whilst I, whom fortune of such triumph bars, unlooked for joy in that I honour most. Great princes' favourites, their fair leaves spread, but as the marigold at the sun's eye, and in themselves their pride lies buried. For at the frown they in their glory die. The baneful warrior, famous for fight, after a thousand victories once foiled, is from the book of honour raised quite, and all the rest forget for which he toiled. And then happy I, that love and am beloved, where I may not remove nor be removed. Wow, that was Sonnet 25. That, that, I thought that was going to be an easy one to read. It wasn't. I'm uh, Mark Chatterley, and I'm joined uh, by the wonderful and very smiley today... Thierry Hillis. Yeah! Almost oh, missed working. the queue. <laughs> Almost missed the queue. Um, we're, we're going through, as you know, I'm sure, all the Shakespeare sonnets, and we're up to 25, which is still um, the the procreation... Uh, no, sorry, still the fair youth section, but not the procreation. We've moved on from procreation. We're now... Just talking about love in general of a young boy. That sounds odd. <laughs> what do you think, Thierry? I, I actually quite like this one. It's People are going to beat me up for this, but I like the simple idea behind it. That you just yeah. that you can have all the honour in the world, but that, that you can quite easily lose that again. Whereas yeah, it... love is forever. Well, in theory... <laughs> yes, less so now maybe with 50% yeah, yeah. of marriages ending in divorce but we, we ignore that and love is eternal um, and, and obviously people who have divorced still want, still love the other half just not enough to be with them maybe that's the way of looking at it maybe uh, yeah, this is quite nice it's got the, the wonderful idea of um, the, the painful warrior famous for fight after a thousand victories once foiled is from the book of honour raised quite or, or the rest forget for which he toiled. So the idea that you can have a thousand victories and be this this most idolised warrior, one failure and your whole reputation is gone and you're removed, you're raised, you're burnt from the Book of Honour is, is such a nice image, I think. It's a very powerful image as well. It's, it, it, it's an image that we would still know today whereas some of the stuff that we've come across in Sonnet so far might be quite strange for the 21st century but this is something that you you can always fall from honor that's probably true for eternity yeah as, as much it, as love might be might be forever yeah and i think even in in today's world maybe it's more relevant than maybe it was in shakespeare's time with with the birth of the internet and tv and and radio it said that everyone gets their 15 minutes of fame and you see that on the internet very quite a lot with someone who becomes not so much the flavor of the month or the flavor of the week but they become the flavor of the day and then after that day they they can say one thing and and suddenly their whole reputation what they've built up is completely gone and they are back to being an anonymous person on the internet and it's quite an interesting uh, uh parallel that 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 seems to have gained in in how it links and how it's perceived i guess well even that and i mean the forgetting bit as well i mean 
people will completely forget about the person. What once the new YouTube star or whatever has come along, people won't remember the guy who came. I mean, we we all know Gangnam Style now, but five years from now, no one is going to talk about that anymore. It yeah, might it might yeah. occasionally pop up as the first billion view video, but people are not going to watch it anymore. It's just gone. It's, the, the summer hit of 2012. There, who who cares in 2020? Exactly. Well, who cares in 2013? 2013. <laughs> it, yeah, it's coming. It's gone. I I find because obviously the, the the two analogies are kind of the same in this. There's the warrior analogy, and then there's the the marigold one, which in my head marigold means washing up gloves. Um, which which really really threw me the first time I read this this sonnet before I um, started recording. I was like, but as the marigold at the sun's eye, I'm like I, now I've just got this image of someone inside the sun doing their washing with bright yellow washing up gloves but um i'm guessing they mean the actual flower i i i I don't think shakespeare would have talked about a son wearing washing up gloves (laughs) but uh, so that that analogy at the same time is is the same thing great princess favors their fair leaves spread but as the marigold at the sun's eye and themselves their pride lies buried i and and that one's slightly more packed in Shakespeare in English I guess but essentially it's saying um, princes uh, the the favourite flower of princes is the marigold uh, and the marigold blooms while it's in the sun and and if either one of those two things go away either the prince's favour or the sun the marigold essentially withers uh, literally in one case and and figuratively in another that's how I read it I've I've just looked up marigold. Apparently, it was thought of as an ephemeral flower in Shakespeare's time, which only lives for itself. Ha! Huh, the arrogant flower. <laughs> it's the yellow of flowers. Ah, oh, that's that's a very modern reference. You're shaking your head at me now. <laughs> Sorry, I've let you down. <laughs> what, what what else did you like about this this sonnet? It, it's very simple in sense that it seems to just have a one lined through I guess I I quite like that astrology seems to pop up again Shakespeare seems to have still been quite fond of that I mean just the first line let those who are in favour with their stars basically if you've got the right star sign you're good to go just 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 the idea that stars are responsible for life on earth see I didn't I didn't read that line like that but that's very interesting yes and was it I guess uh, back then they would have had so little grasp on on sort of the wider physics and and understanding of weather and stuff that that fake mumbo jumbo would have been really high up on their their list, I guess. Well, we had that. I can't remember which sonnet it was. We had it a couple of sonnets ago. Shakespeare's. He was just just around the time that Galileo was around, and they 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 started figuring out. Not not even how the universe works, but just how the solar system works. So it was still quite easy to believe that the things that they saw up there at night had some sort of power over them. Yes, yeah, or were were gods, or were dead people, or yeah, I can see. You, you can see why. I mean, I went on holiday um, this sort of autumn, just gone, and we went out to the Brecon Beacons, uh, which has very very low light pollution. It's, it's just got dark sky status. And I remember walking out on the clear night when we were there, and it blew me away. Just the 
the amount of stars i've never seen anything like it if you've lived in a city all your life or even a town or a village villages have too much light pollution try and get out somewhere where there's no light pollution and then look at the stars and it's insane it's quite it really breathtaking is. once you see that what, what is actually you see a couple of stars if you're lucky in a city but yeah it's just it's insane what you see yeah. in the countryside and and you get this this they've all got slightly different colors and you get this sense of depth to the stars which is something i didn't expect but i guess in shakespearean's time that would have been fairly usual well they, they didn't because... really have light pollution they had yeah. they had candles that doesn't really affect things that much and candles would have been expensive so they yeah, would have been yeah. put out and and so it would have been a nightly occurrence if you were out at night to see this breathtaking scene so I, I guess it's very easy to to match something which is breathtaking uh, and and think of it as as important and therefore the importance becomes relevant to you personally i guess there, there is a kind of logical flow there i guess well that's how, how the human mind works we, we we can't accept the fact that we aren't influenced but or that we are important ourselves <laughs> we, we, we like to think of ourselves as being important and if we are important then the, the stuff around us has some sort of influence yes. some interaction with us when in reality we're quite a meaningless group of people stuck just, on one rock just the pale blue dot yeah the pale blue dot stuck on in the on the end of an arm of a spiral galaxy <laughs> I mean we're, we're, we're just, we'll just quote the entire Carl Sagan now <laughs> I do love that that pale it's, blue dot. It's a brilliant, uh, yeah. Passage. And every 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 month or two, someone puts it to a new video, which is always the same. It's always a slow time lapse view of the sky, but it doesn't matter because it's still awesome every time. Go look it up if you don't know it. The pale blue dot, Carl Sagan, isn't it? Yeah. Very good. Ah, anyway, I was um <laughs> back to the sonic. <laughs> This one's quite interesting that I was I was looking... I, I read these from Wikipedia, so please don't find out what sonnet we're recording and go in and edit it before I get to it. That's not good. But, I, um, I might do that. Yeah, no, just, just, just to screw with so, you. So funny. Um, and and, and they, they have these nice paraphrase. Some of the sonnets are paraphrased. Have you ever seen this on Wikipedia? I, I haven't uh, actually looked at them on Wikipedia. Uh... It's, it's where someone with no poetic mind at all literally writes out in prose what the sonnet says in in english and and it's just hilarious i think if you need to people need I'm, to go I'm, look them up I've just, i'm googling it now so oh, there so doesn't the, seem to the, be one for 25 is there uh, yeah yeah so the soldier metaphor is uh, a great soldier loses his reputation completely if he loses just one battle I am then most more truly fortunate because the pleasure I take in you cannot be removed from me by any means. And it, it, I, I suppose it's a way of explaining the sonnet to people, but I just find it so bereft of of, of oh, rhythm and rhyme and, and, and heart, I guess, if you want to get all soppy. But I find them very funny to read. That was a nice sidebar, sorry. <laughs> I'm just finding excuses for me to talk. I've decided I'm taking over the podcast. That's that's fine. I'll I'll just sit back and <laughs> sip my tea and. Oh uh, no! You got You got to do the heavy lifting. I'm not feeling very well. These <clears throat> ne- these next four podcasts are going to be bad from my point of view. Sorry, that's, that's, that's fine. <laughs> Thierry can do the heavy lifting. This episode is brought to you by Tramadol. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not on my painkillers yet, but will be afterwards. Um, the 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 beginning I is quite interesting. That the third line, whilst I whom fortune of such triumphs bars, and looked for joy in that I honour most. It's basically Shakespeare going, everyone hates me. <laughs> so fortune of such triumph bars. So fortune has has barred him from any sort of triumph in life, which we know is true from Shakespeare's life. Yeah, no one, no one talks about him anymore. He just faded into the background, yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, we're we're basically bringing him back into the limelight now. <laughs> <laughs> just us. But I, I found that quite. Because even at the time of writing, I guess these sonnets weren't meant to be public, um, and we've talked about that before. How these were written for someone yeah, as like yeah. a gift, but it's still a bit of an odd thing for Shakespeare to be writing. The whole, yeah, no, I haven't done very well in life. Uh, the stars haven't been kind to me. It's is a very odd thing I think for him to be saying. Well, it, I I don't know how he was treated at, I mean he he was well known and quite a few high ranking people liked him but there might still have been other people that had more uh, more honours and that, that he aspired to that, that he knew they, he would have never have I mean he he wasn't sitting next to the queen and he wasn't he wasn't a noble in, at court it just Saying that he has no fortune is maybe being going a bit far, but there's there's always that next level that you can strive to achieve and that you might know you can never get to. Yeah, I I, I guess I just find it. I get. I think I find it a bit. I don't know what the what the word would be. My sick brain isn't working quick enough, but it's a bit arrogant. I guess this whole it's that the teenage mentality and a lot of people. Yeah, I get that. No one it. likes me. Yeah. 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 Oh, why? Why does no one invite me out? It's like, well, do something yourself. But uh, it sets up the next line, which is "unlooked for joy in that I honour most," which is is him saying, "I, I I'm honoured in the sense that I know you. You you bring honour into my life with your beauty. Please sleep with me, or whatever it is the message Shakespeare is going for here." Just send into silence. We should just do one of these I, podcasts. Yeah. Just both of us, every now and then, tutting just, and sighing. Just, yeah. <sighs> um, but I, 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 well, those were the main points I had for this one, and I've realised I've talked quite a lot in this one. Sorry. Um, I'm not even well, sure how long we have been going. Because <laughs> we—that's what we do exactly, listeners. Is we time them exactly. That's uh, yeah. Even, at 15 minutes, we just. Mark tries to hang up on me, and then... <laughs> That's it. The sonnet's time is up. We don't care if it's interesting, still. Um, not quite, but sometimes these sonnets are a bit single track. And this one, is, while it's very nice, and is, is probably one of my favourites, and, and quite a nice one to read, it's a bit single track. It's It's got one simple idea. I, again, people will probably shout at us for saying <laughs> it has one idea, but... <laughs> Dude, you didn't, we, you didn't we, read. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, you yeah. didn't see the twenty-seven levels of the word warrior. Yeah, and, and that's where I'm not going with this, <laughs> this podcast because we don't want to be dissecting them that much. Because uh, I, uh, th- 
they're fun. They're meant to be fun. They're meant to be interesting. They're not meant to be. I'm going to argue academically studied. And I'm sorry if you do study them academically. I'm sure there's a, a lot to learn. But if it wasn't the original intention, I don't know if that should be how it's looked at. I guess. I don't. I don't think the original intention of any creative writing is ever to have it academically analysed. Yeah, exactly. And and there there's there is probably merit to do it, and I'm quite happy with that. But yeah, they're meant to be fun, and and I think, and especially Shakespeare, I think suffers from this a lot, and and so do other people, uh, like Dickens, and 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 even specific books like To Kill a Mockingbird, and and things like that. They suffer from this because they are academic texts, and they get given to kids at school to study. They're never seen by all these children going through school, and when they reach adulthood, as something to enjoy. They're seen as something to study. And I, I think that's such a shame with, with Shakespeare, and I think it's probably a shame with all literature, is that it, it's it's there to be enjoyed. And, and that's what I'm trying to show. Uh, I should, I should get that, that, that would have been nice closing words for the end of the podcast, like the, the final episode. <laughs> well, we've got the final one. I just cut that out, and, and we can use that in the, in the last one. That or that, this is it. We, we don't do the rest of them. We've... <laughs> this this is just just climax paramount. We we've done it. We've done to Sonic twenty five, and that we got fed up. We didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you read. I'm gonna read one. it now. Yeah, yeah. And and I will admit at this point that I did stumble on it in, in the first bit, but that didn't it's, make the recording. It's it's fine. We we'll make it into an auto tune song. <laughs> Okay. Sonnet 25. Let those who are in favour with their stars of public honour and proud titles boast, whilst I, whom fortune of such triumph bars, unlooked for joy in that I honour most. Great princes' favourites, their fair leaves spread, but as the merry gold at the sun's eye, and in themselves their pride lies buried, for at a frown they in their glory die. The painful warrior, famous for fight, after a thousand victories once foiled, is from the book of honour raised quite, and all the rest forgot for which he toiled. Then happy I, that love and am beloved, where I may not remove, nor be removed. That was very good. After that false start, that was awesome. Um, thank you for for listening, person out there who's listening. The one, <laughs> the one person, the, the one, the one person, and and the others that we forced to listen. Uh, I've been Mark Chasley. I have been Jerry Hillis. Uh, and I will let him speak more next time. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.